It's the Lander Biz Show, where you get insight from local experts every week. Here's Shireen Herrera. Hey, Lander Biz here, Shireen Herrera, Owen Sweeney, my co-host in the house. Hello. hello. And we have some beautiful people with us. Sandy (laughs) with Vanessa Ray Clinic and Dr. Loham in the house. How's it going, you two? It's good. I'm glad spring's finally here. You like this weather? (laughs) Loving it. About time. Oh my gosh. Long overdue. Right, right, right. All right, well, we get to talk more about Vanessa Ray. They have two locations in town or in uh, Fremont County, one in Riverton and one in Lander. They're actually gearing up to to host business after hours on the 18th, which we'll remind you about a couple of times. But I don't even know where to start first off, because when it comes to med spa, health, wellness, there are so many things. I know last time we weren't able to get to everything. So so Sandy, uh, you know, let's kick off and tell the folks a little bit more about Vanessa Ray and all the things that you guys do. You know, the name doesn't always give away what it is. Oftentimes have people walking in the door saying, what do you guys how do, you do say here? That? They have no idea. They don't know how to pronounce the name. That's Tony's fault. No, <laughs> he named it. I looked it up. It does mean wellness. It, it does. Yes. Yeah. I looked it up. I said it does yeah. mean does something. Mean so yes. Um, at any rate, um, we, we do a lot. We're just visiting about this. We do stuff that helps you not only look good, but feel good. There's kind of two sides. So we optimize mm-hmm. hormones, help prevent um, some health conditions, basically help you feel better as you're aging. And... Um, you know, address symptoms that maybe, um, you know, mainstream medicine isn't able to improve mm-hmm. or fix for okay. you. And then on the other side, we also offer lots of different aesthetic uh, services in terms of from facials to fillers to neuromodulators such as Botox or Dysport, IV therapy. Um, you didn't bring any Botox for us to do I a live know, demonstration. I should, have. <laughs> should have. I said that right yeah. when she walked yes. in the door. I'm like, no. darn it. You did. It's true. <laughs> It'd be pretty fun. Exactly. For you, not for yeah, me. Yeah. I don't no, you might like it too. We, we have a lot of guys coming it's in too. It's addictive. Yeah. That's yes. all I have to say. One and yes. first, we'll talk yes. more about that though, yes. because I always have questions, Sandy, on uh-huh. what age should you know? That's yeah. some, what people ask me all the time. Like, what age did you start getting yeah. Botox? And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about a couple of those things. Uh, Doctor Loham, how's it going, Doc? Doc I'm, in the house. I'm doing good, yeah. and, and <laughs> I think my wife did encourage me to get Botox once. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, but the problem oh. is, I think women in you know they get Botox uh-huh. and they're looking at themselves close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas myself in the morning shaving, you know, it's like a two second look. Oh, look. oh see ya. Hey, yeah. Yeah, there you. Right. So I'm like, I'm not looking at my crow's feet. I'm not looking at the wrinkles on my forehead. So, you know, I just don't notice. You're that not wrong much. because the men that I do, I'm okay. like, so how was your treatment last time? Do you need a little more, a little less? Did you have any uh, eyelid heaviness? They're, I don't know. I think it was fine. Yeah, like, my, they wife, have no right, my wife said yeah. I look good. Yeah. Exactly. Every one of them. Every one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is nice too because both of you do look good and that's great because you want to be kind of that uh, face for your business which is not only about looking good but also feeling good too. Med spas have sure changed too as time has has gone on and Mm so I had no idea some of uh, the hormone and health and wellness stuff doc that you guys do. Yeah so the the business really is kind of two aspects it's kind of an aesthetic aspect and Sandy we're lucky to have Sandy because she has you know decades of experience in using Botox and fillers and different lasers and the ability to look at a patient and say this is what we can do to make you look your best Mm -hmm. and then the other aspect of it is yeah a lot of hormone optimization treating a lot of postmenopausal women and even older uh, men with hormone optimization but along with that we absolutely have to look at uh, patients lifestyle their nutrition um, are they exercising and even mental health spirituality you have to look at everything together 
to to do your best for the patient and also patient education because typically for a new patient we're going to do um, a series of uh, lab work or blood work. We're going to look at your hemoglobin A1C, your kidney function, your liver function, your lipid profile, and then educate you about those results. And we do blood testing in our office at a very reasonable uh, rate, or we're happy to give a patient a prescription and have them go to the hospital or some other medical facility and have the same blood work done. And then we just have a consult and we go through things and try to educate the patient so they understand uh, what they need to do. Because I think more now more than ever is patients actually have to be in charge of their own health mm-hmm. right oh, you yeah. you totally have agree. to so if you go to a physician and they put they say well you have hypertension we need to put you on a blood pressure medicine or you have elevated cholesterol we need to put you on a statin you as the patient need to understand exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. and why you're doing it and what can you do from a lifestyle standpoint to actually improve your symptoms yourself without medication potentially. Right. Mm-hmm. So Sandy, you're like the Botox babe. Everybody yeah. always wants to get in. Uh, how, I love that. Yeah, Botox I know. Babe. Every time yeah. you call to, <laughs> it's like, right now. Yep. can I get in with Sandy? Yep. <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about your experience and uh, more on uh, some of uh, the fillers and um, advancements? Absolutely. Um, I've been doing this since 2008. I started with an ENT and was working for him as a nurse practitioner, but he also did the aesthetics on the side. So that's kind of how I started and that blossomed. Had I known I was going to be in this career, I would have definitely taken better care of my face and my skin. Um, <laughs> I love the sun great. just like most everybody <laughs> yeah. else. So um, thank God for the devices and, and uh, the fillers and all the fun stuff that help us to mm-hmm. age a little more gracefully. So in terms of any cosmetic um, procedure that we do, the number one goal is to help you look natural Oftentimes, media has that blown out of proportion, and actually there was a point in time where fillers were becoming overused, cheeks were overfilled, lips were overfilled. So that has come around, and we truly focus on a natural result and just helping that person look a little bit refreshed. So we do that with several different mechanisms, and honestly, where things started, it was Botox, Botox, and it was, hey, let's all do fillers, and hey, let's all do these Fads, yeah. So now what's, the pendulum has swung back Back to the point where you do multi-modalities. So, for example, you want to start with a good skincare line that is, you know, improving your skin integrity and then engaging in stuff such as uh, Tony mentioned doing um, the, you know, vitamin optimization, overall health, not smoking, exercising regularly, all of those things are going to help your skin care. Mm. And then we look at neuromodulators, which is your brand name, Botox, Dysport, Zeman, and those help reduce the um, fine lines and wrinkles. That whole department has changed. It used to be oh. you get it treated between the eyes or forehead or maybe your crow's feet. Now we treat all the way down into the decollete. It helps relax um, your skin, the wrinkling in your neck. There's okay. so many Technic. more Technic. I need it for technique. What, what the, what's the exactly. decollete? Uh, your chest. Your chest. Okay. Yes. Doc. Yeah. Right. I've never yeah. heard it <laughs> Most men don't know that, but the women are like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so, and actually, I'm going to a conference next month. It ha- It's like 56 obscure uses of Botox because now we're injecting <laughs> really? it into the nose. Oh, wow. They do the traps for, you know, people, yeah, trapezius I muscle have, in the neck yeah. for, you know, hmm. been curious about injections. That. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that treatment has expanded tremendously and they're 
continuing to find other uses for Botox. Hmm. Um, we don't use Botox, we don't prescribe it for the treatment of headaches. However, we have several patients oh. that are like, I'm coming back every three months because I get a twofold improvement in headaches really? and I get these 11s gone between my eyes. Interesting. So, but it, we ask those that are having headaches that need um, the injections in the back of the head to see a neurologist because, number oh, okay. one, if you have insurance, you're more likely to get it covered mm-hmm. in that sense. Oh, I see. So. Okay. Let's talk, switch to the other side, and we'll right. come back uh, yeah. to Sandy. Let's yeah. talk about some of the uh, things that you do. We already mentioned that both Sandy and I do um, hormone optimization, and typically that's looking at males and females over the age of 50. And um, so we're both, Sandy and I are both definitely advocates of postmenopausal bioidentical hormone replacement and when okay. we when we say the term bioidentical what we mean is the hormone we give you is exactly the same hormone your body makes thanks for the explanation yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't necessarily mean natural and I can give you an example so premarin means mare urine and so in the past they would take the urine from horses take the estrogens from that horse and then that's Premarin. They give that to women for postmenopausal estrogen administration. The problem is there's about 10 horse estrogens in it. Mm-hmm. So your body says, we don't know what this is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we use estradiol, which is, it's made in a lab. Wow. It comes, they actually take a sweet potato or yam. They take a molecule out of that, take it into a laboratory, do this, that, and the other, and you have estradiol. So mm-hmm. it's synthetic. But I'm never going to look at a sweet potato the same But when you (laughs) put it in your body, it's exactly the same hormone that you use. And then just as important is the second hormone called progesterone. And we tell patients progesterone is the perfect hormone. It's a 300 million year old hormone. Crabs have progesterone. So why would we give any other progesterone derivative such Mm -hmm. as medroxyprogesterone when we already have the perfect hormone Mm -hmm. and so I mean this topic itself we could literally talk for an hour because it's it's very um, it's just a very um, sounds intricate complicated it's a very complicated subject and it basically we don't need to get too much into it but basically started with a study that came out in 2002 called the Women's Health Initiative and what they did in that study is they gave Premarin and medroxyprogesterone and this was kind of right at the start of the internet so the results were it was in you know USA Today on the Today show okay. and the number of women on postmenopausal hormones went from probably 60% before that to about 15% overnight wow and so one thing they said is well there's a 20% higher risk of breast cancer oh okay uh-huh. that sounds significant but in reality it was four women out of 10,000 versus five women out of 10,000 that's a 20 percent increase (laughs) and so and when you really look back at that study the problem was medroxyprogesterone so I can comfortably tell postmenopausal female patients if I put you on estradiol and progesterone in my opinion based on the most current research there is no increased risk of breast cancer period Mm -hmm. and so but there's other caveats we have to address and you know the benefits of estradiol 
mainly vasomotor symptoms, so hot flashes. And mm -hmm. some people don't have them. Some people have right. mild symptoms. Some people are miserable. But also mm -hmm. prevention of osteoporosis and mm -hmm. maintaining genital urinary health mm -hmm. and possibly reduced uh, incidence of heart disease. When would somebody need hormone optimization? Uh, is there a certain age so, or what so are some of the symptoms? So typ years, typically yeah. women go through a period, what we, what we call perimenopausal, where they'll have kind of fluctuating hormone levels and then your postmenopausal. And so what happens in postmenopause is the ovaries are no longer functioning. They're right. said, we're done. Mm -hmm. And so a strict de definition of being postmenopausal is no menstrual cycle for a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can also identify it earlier than that looking at blood work. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Looking at blood work and we oh. can say, yeah, you are postmenopausal. Yeah. Because usually what happens in women in the perimenopausal period is they'll have two or three normal menstrual cycles and then won't have a menstrual cycle for a couple of months. And then they'll have maybe another period and then you know, two months, that mm -hmm. sort of irregularity. Yeah. yeah. And we don't, I mean, people can have those symptoms. There's no, you know, 50 or above, that's all we're treating. We actually treat people younger than that oh, that are sure. having significant symptoms, but only after a thorough, you know, investigation. Because I've had some yeah. women come in and say, I'm having such bad, you know, hot flashes and mm -hmm. night sweats. And it's not an, it's not a hormone issue. It was more a diet issue oh. or perhaps medications that they were on. So mm, okay. it's, it's just knowing um, what to ask, looking at, at, you know risk factors medications and you know asking the the important questions so we do have some women that'll go through you know perimenopause for several years and it starts early on and they're miserable mm -hmm. so we might supplement them with a lower dose um, hormone regimen depending on you know what their needs are yeah so, all, and all yeah. patients are different and yeah. but yeah. we we sit down with a patient and you know we visit with them for an hour or 90 minutes mm -hmm. regarding all these specifics and this study yeah. and this study and this benefit yeah. and this risk so we try to make sure that our patients yeah. are very educated um, in very much to so. what they're doing we, the education is an important key it's so complex and just like we can sit here and talk to you for you know two three hours on the yeah. on this subject um, we try to we try to educate the patient on hey this is this is the study and then we come together and make it you know an informative decision on what would be their best mm -hmm. care for them yeah. so and we also treat men um, i was just gonna have, ask that i was yes, like do they have hormones actually, I yeah can't. absolutely we treat a lot yeah. of men <laughs> and they and actually and it's not you know most of them are over the age of 50 when they feel the you know uh, have felt the symptoms of decline in their natural testosterone levels but mm -hmm. we actually are diagnosing more and more you know middle-aged males with hypotestosteronism or or low normal right. levels where they're mm -hmm. they're experiencing symptoms of a decline they have you know decreased strength their muscle mass their beard isn't growing like they did they're tired um, they might have issues with um, uh, sexual uh, drive that kind mm -hmm. of stuff mm -hmm. so probably difficult for men to come in and talk about that stuff actually do i get men it? coming in to talk to me but tony has the majority of the men but yeah, yeah well, dr loham sure. does yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah i'm just like yeah. let me guess yes. this is what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> i know where there. you're coming yeah. from yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. i, I understand cool. exactly yeah. what you're saying mm -hmm. yeah. and so yeah usually if i have a one-on-one -on -one with a male patient yeah it's not uh it's not an issue no yeah. not at all no no not at all uh, guys typically with me, most of them are, feel comfortable once I sit down and talk and just mm -hmm. kind of shoot it straight. But sometimes they're a little bit standoffish. But we always, I mean, we give them an option. You can see oh, me, see. you can see Dr. Okay. Loham. Yeah. And sometimes That's they don't cool. care. They just want a specific office, Lander or Riverton. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love, you know, what I love, and we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. is, is 
is the consultive, you know, yeah. approach, right? The yeah. education, right? Because yep. we we all, you know, grew up in a in a time when it was just pop a few pills and make the pain go away, right? Well, that's not helping, right? Yes. That's just right. that's disguising. Yes. Right? Exactly. And yeah. so what I love hearing is is the idea of sitting down, like a ninety minute, you know, yeah. hour ninety minute yeah. discussion, you know, yes. about here's what is going to happen, you know, or here's what may happen if you yep. want it to happen. Right? Yeah. Not not I'm the doctor. Here are the drugs. Yes. Take them, and then you know, talk to me in two weeks. What are things that we can, people can do to to help prevent some? I mean, because it's really not preventable menopause, yeah. right? Right. No, no, menopause is not preventable. Give me some good I news. Think, I think for everybody, um, number one is you have to stay active, whether you're a male or female. And we're not necessarily. If I was to tell someone. Um, to exercise or do resistance training or some sort of aerobic activity, bike riding or walking, mm -hmm. all of it's great. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't tell people, I'm gonna guarantee you're gonna live longer. Sure. What I'm yeah. saying is, well, from the age of 50 to 80 or 90, you can continue to do the things you love to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is, to men and women, as we get older, is you, is you start developing decrease in muscle size and strength, and we call that sarcopenia, mm -hmm. okay. or muscle atrophy. Yeah. And the number one thing you can do to prevent that is resistance training. Mm. So I would tell all patients at least twice a week mm -hmm. some sort of resistance training, which we think of that as weights, but people can do body weight exercises at home. Mm -hmm. They can put on YouTube videos. They can use resistance bands. Right. They can go to yeah. the gym and grab the dumbbells. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not comfortable with that. And I encourage, because all of the gyms in Lander and I would assume in Riverton, they have trainers and oh, they yeah. have educated mm -hmm. people that are very... Yeah. That's right. You know, and it's just say, well, let's go twice a week for for eight weeks, mm -hmm. so you understand what you're doing, and then you, you know, and then you're good you to go. Take it to be yeah. at so home. Right absolutely, I, I got it. Okay. Um, exercise, especially resistance training. Number two is just yeah. good nutrition, yeah. mm -hmm. and the one we um, all struggle with. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and it's uh, oh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, you know, what we see going on in our society, and. Yeah, you um, had mentioned before we got on the yeah. air that one of the, it, I mean, it's always been an issue, but now more than ever is yeah. the issue of obesity. Yeah, and it, it, in, in my opinion, it has to do with just processed food. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and what they do is you combine fat, which is usually unhealthy fat, because mm -hmm. I believe a lot of fats are healthy Absolutely. with sugar and you mm -hmm. combine those together yep. and it tastes great you get a little dopamine mm -hmm. uh, buzz that lasts five oh, minutes and then it's gone yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know I'm not immune to it so if it's 10 no. o'clock at night yep. I'm watching Netflix and I'm like I really feel like a few lime oh, tostitos yep. yeah, there you you know? and then all of a sudden you're, you're like I'm only meant to eat 10 of them and yeah. now I the got a whole gone. empty bag of lime <laughs> no, tostitos no, no. that's weird that's so what I had last night so so you don't have to it's you know people don't have to be one 100%, but I think trying to be 80%. Yeah. Yep. And oh, yeah. we're like, I'm personally, for a lot of patients, I'm an advocate of intermittent fasting and, and mm -hmm. what we call time-restricted eating. So the most common way to do intermittent fasting would be 8 o'clock at night until noon the next day. Mm -hmm. So during that 16-hour period, co black coffee, black tea, green tea, water, but no calories. Mm -hmm. And it's good because it kind of gives people a rule. So it's 10 o'clock at night and you're watching Netflix, it's like, well, I can't eat that. I'm, I'm intermittent fasting, mm. can't do it. Mm -hmm. and, but I'm so hungry. Um, <laughs> and so, and then Especially we add 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and then we add on to that time-restricted eating. So time-restricted uh -huh. eating, the simple way would be, okay, you're eating at noon, so your eating window is 12 to one for lunch, and your eating window for dinner is six to seven. 
And so those are the two hours in the day you eat. Mm -hmm. And so I can think back of being a kid and you woke up and you had, you know, three bowls of Fruit Loops, maybe, <laughs> or whatever. You go to school, you have yep. lunch, you get home from school, you say, Mom, I want a snack. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you don't get a snack, you're just gonna ruin your appetite for dinner. <laughs> so then you ate dinner, and then after dinner, you're like, Mom, I want a snack. And she's like, you should have eaten your dinner, yeah. right? Whereas now, it's just kinda, yeah. we, we just have a tendency to eat all day long. Yep. Yeah, and, grazing, um, right? Yep. And, and probably the easiest way to look at that, the easiest first step for people to do is, is to get all these apps, you know, micro, meter my fitness pal my macro mm -hmm. one of these apps on your phone because they're very easy to use now and just spend a few days and actually calculate I hate doing that. What exactly you're doing. <laughs> and do yeah. you know why you work. hate it? it? Well, because then you know how many calories you're taking oh. in. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I can't eat that. Well, then you have to that's make a change. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the harder yeah. part. Yeah. You know? And we have, we don't have, tell in, me. I don't yeah. want to know. Exactly. In, in both of our offices, we have what's called a Mediana. A mediana. Yeah. Um, and how would you characterize it? Is it electro... Yeah, magnetic is that how yep. it works? Would, so yep. it's a it's a it's kind of a high end scale that gives you your body composition. So your lean muscle mass, your percent body fat, it calculates your basal metabolic rate, which is how many calories you would burn at rest yep. during a day. And so you can use those numbers to kind of come up with a plan. And it's not quite as accurate as what we call a DEXA scan. A DEXA mm -hmm. scan is gives you the most accurate okay. measurement of your body fat. But yeah. and then. You know, and then Sandy especially, but both of us, we, you know, talk to patients about the potential benefit of different medications. Yeah. Mm. One of the common uh, complaints we get is I've gained weight, as I've gotten older, I've tried dieting, and they come in completely frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so we'll, again, have the patient come in, and some are hormone patients, some are not. Um, we do, if they're not, we do lab uh, tests to okay. start off with, because mm -hmm. we want to see if there's any underlying issues that might uh. be predisposing that person to weight gain. Like thyroid. Um, yeah, like a thyroid oh, yeah. issue. Like a thyroid issue. And then we look um, and once we get the body composition, we can have a look at what their desired weight should be versus what their goal is. And then another important part of that scale, which you don't get if you just go weigh yourself on a regular scale, mm -hmm. um, is looking at what their lean mass is and okay. muscle mass uh, in particular. And as you diet, you can lose that. So you want that person to maintain oh, yeah. that muscle mass because it's 10 times more metabolically active than the other tish uh, tissues. Mm -hmm. So the higher that number is, the higher your rest metabolic rate is going to be. Okay, okay. And then that comes into play when you go to maintain whatever weight loss you've obtained. The higher that is, the more food you could potentially eat because you have more muscle mass. <laughs> the scale is invaluable. And we oftentimes will have people come in with their weight loss follow-up and say, hey, I don't think I lost that much. And then we get them on the scale and we're like, oh yeah, you're up four pounds of water weight, which can be hormone related, <laughs> um, especially for oh, females. Yeah. It can also be diet. Like maybe they ate a pizza the night before and... <laughs> Their water, they're retaining a little bit of water. So that's invaluable. So uh, weight loss is a common complaint when patients come in. So we start off with that consult, typically see them every month, do a body composition every month, and then we offer appetite suppressants. There's a variety of them on the market. One that most everybody's heard about is Ozembic, um, which is the generic name is semaglutide. They okay. have a, a obesity drug that's called Wegovy. It's the same exact thing. Just oh. a higher dose. Yeah, just a little bit oh, higher dose. And it was studied in FDA approved 
approved for that. So that's kind of taken the market by storm. Recently, though, they've taken Ozempic off the national shortage list. Um, we're still able to get it from compounding pharmacies. Not sure for how long, but we have lots of other options out there. Victose is another drug that's in that same class. Mm-hmm. It's an injectable medication. It's once a day versus once a week. Victosa is the same thing as Sexenda. Sexenda is indicated for obesity treatment. Hmm. The yeah. difficulties that patients have had is that their insurance won't pay for it oh, um, yeah. unless you're a type 2 diabetic. So, they, yeah, they were initially developed for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. Yeah. And uh, then what they noticed in the research studies... Yeah for that it did result in better glucose control but a lot of the patients lost weight and so if you have type 2 diabetes and you know obesity based on your BMI say BMI over 30 then a lot of times insurance companies Mm -hmm. will pay for it but they're expensive medications they're like like $1,200 a month right so there was some issue with a shortage of it and so the government was allowing compounding pharmacies to provide the yep. generic semaglutide okay. for a much reduced cost. Nice. And that's what we've been yeah. using, mm-hmm. but that may change yeah. uh, sometime in the near future. Mm. Yeah, People normally want pretty quick fixes when it comes to weight, yes, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. On a diet two days, We're and I'm not, mad because yeah. I haven't dropped 10 pounds. I'm like, right. what's the problem? And, yeah, <laughs> it's this dress for my, you know, my exactly. daughter's wedding. You Next know, week. That, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But you can't, you can't come in and say, this is what my lifestyle is, and now give me this injection, and yeah. I'm doing everything R- Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a magic. Not work. It's not right. magic. No. It's, so that's the one thing it we can augment out. and yeah. and just kind of uh, yeah help facilitate what help they're facilitate. doing. But we tell that to all our patients that whether you're coming in for you know hormones or to feel better to help the aging process mm-hmm. or weight loss. I mean, it's there's no magic trick in this. If mm-hmm. there were, so many more people would be healthy. Obesity wouldn't be an epidemic. Right. So you got to put in the work. Unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. just the way it goes. But the semaglutide right now is my number one uh, prescription medication because hmm. it significantly reduces appetite and makes it definitely easier for patients to lose weight. Now, how, how long do they, like m- months or a year or? Typically months, yeah. um, and it depends how much they have to lose. I've had patients lose 70 to 100 pounds on it, and that typically takes a year or more. Hmm. Um, you're looking at one to two pounds a week on average. Some will lose more as they start, but it really uh-huh. depends. And I've actually had people go on that medication and not lose maybe 10 pounds because they hmm. override their own physical feelings of fullness and satiety they they don't pay attention to the physical signs of hunger because it slows uh, it slows down the the stomach your stomach emptying mm-hmm. and the transit of everything so you feel full yeah oh uh, i see yeah, well, that's okay. part of yeah. how it works yeah yeah you're just like oh i don't feel like eating yeah. <laughs> i'm a little nauseated yep. actually <laughs> You know, which yeah. is a good trade-off. But but there's um, some people yeah. that, that don't have that. Everybody's individualized, and some don't mm-hmm. have to go on the max dose for it either. But uh. it works in three different ways. Like uh, Dr. Lohm was saying, it'll slow gastric emptying. It reduces your insulin requirements. Insulin mm-hmm. is a hormone that tends to make us want to deposit fat. And then it also works in the um, addiction center in the brain to help reduce uh. cravings, which is hugely helpful for people that, you know, have maybe a sugar yeah. addiction. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, they work through yep. various yep. various mechanisms. Yep. And, and so one thing we definitely um, educate our patients on, because so many patients with type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. don't even understand mm-hmm. what is going on. They have no clue what, uh, they're a- what yeah. they actually have. Yeah. Hmm. And so type 1 diabetes usually has its onset in childhood or, e- or early teenage years, probably following a viral infection or some yeah. other autoimmune process where the cells within the pancreas that produce insulin are destroyed. 
So type 1 diabetics have no other option other than to do insulin Insulin, injections. Type 2 diabetes probably has a genetic component, but it's basically age and obesity related and and nutrition related. And what's different is people with type 2 diabetes actually have more insulin than they need uh, it just doesn't work anymore their cells become resistant yeah and, and so the, and there's a wonderful drug and the first drug they typically patients are placed on is a drug called metformin and metformin it has an interesting history there's um, a plant in uh, called the french lilac it has other names but in medieval times in people that were urinating too much which is a sign of high glucose and diabetes okay. if they ate the flowers from this plant they stopped urinating Huh. And so, and and I think it was FDA approved in like the 50s, but what they found was if they gave it to type 2 diabetics, not only did they have better control of their blood glucose, but they actually lived longer and had less heart disease. Interesting. And yeah. so even in the anti-aging, like if we go to these conferences where there's anti-aging doctors and mm-hmm. kind of the same stuff we're doing, a lot of healthy doctors were taking metformin. Hmm. And I, for a short period yeah. of time, took metformin. The problem is I like resi- resistance training and lifting weights. And so they did studies where they would do a muscle biopsy on a group of patients. Half they would put on placebo, half they would put on metformin. Mm-hmm. Then for 12 weeks, they'd, they'd be at the gym doing exercises. Then they'd repeat the muscle biopsies. And what those showed is that if you take metformin, it inhibits the response of muscle to exercise. Oh, so you don't get wow. muscle hypertrophy. Huh. Like, well, I'm not taking that anymore then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. But it's yeah. really a wonderful drug. But then now, if a patient's on metformin, the next step is typically yes. now something like semaglutide. In the past, they would, if their blood glucose was still not controlled, they would give them insulin injections. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you already have too much insulin, so let's just give you more. Mm-hmm. And exactly what Sandy said, yeah. insulin promotes lipogenesis yeah. or the deposition of fat. Yeah and it inhibits the breakdown of fat for energy. So the first thing that would happen to a type 2 diabetic put on metformin and then insulin is they've gained 10 pounds, right? Uh-huh. Because they're, they have such high insulin levels. But we're kind of getting away from that right. and moving to metformin then to a medicine like semaglutide. Yeah. And then just nutrition because yeah. patients don't understand. It's like, well, the reason you have high blood glucose is because you're eating too many carbohydrates, especially mm-hmm. simple carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? You need to go kind of a low carbohydrate yep. approach. That's how I yeah. educate. Do yep. you do same. anything yep. different? I do the same. Important thing too, uh, you know, for potential clients out there, we work really closely with primary care providers. And it's not Good. unusual for us to get a patient in who has never been diagnosed, but their labs indicate they have type 2 diabetes because okay. they're just not accessing health care and they're, okay. they just know they're feeling cruddy. And so we do work closely with them, share lab results, call them when we need to. Yeah, we have. We we feel like when we see a patient for these issues, we, we don't have any type of um, negative relationship with yeah. the primary care doctor. Yeah. Right. We're just like, oh, yeah. well, here Here's some additional information and here's things you can do from a nutrition and a lifestyle standpoint to make this better. And then, you know, follow up with your regular doctor, see how things are going. We want to enhance what they're doing um, in, Mm -hmm. you know, with their primary care provider in mainstream medicine, so to speak. I work family practice too. I still cover about a day a month at Community Health Center in Riverton. Mm. So I'm comfortable treating some of these disease processes, but I also know from, you know, that standpoint of providing that care, you kind of have to provide a care within that box of like, 
hey, I'm sorry, your labs look normal. I know you're feeling cruddy. You're already on this hormone. This is the highest they told me you need to, you know, that I can prescribe to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I went out and got further education. And I had patients coming in to educate me who are already receiving hormones. So I knew there were more, more, um, there was more information, yeah, more evidence more out options, there. And yeah. it's it's amazing what, I mean, it's totally opened my eyes. And I, that's, I think, why Dr. Lohman and I love doing this job is because yeah. we, can, we can provide patients with a significant improvement in how they feel and treat them where we, you can't provide that in, you know, just general practice. Right. I can't imagine keeping up, Doc, Sandy, yeah. with the advancements. Like, you only have one brain. Right. All the time. And, like, it sounds like it is, yeah. like, constant. Am, am I wrong? No. 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 100%. No. We're always going to conferences, reading the latest journals. There's so much evidence. And hormone replacement, hormone, just the study, the pathophysiology uh, of it is so complex. And we don't know everything about it. Right. You know, and that's one thing when I consult with my patients and I tell them this is this is the latest evidence this is what we know so far could that change tomorrow absolutely but even when the women's health study come out in 2002 and I was telling my patients okay this is what it shows and they're recommending everybody get off after about five years Uh but I also have these 80 plus year old ladies that have been on Permarin for 45 years. Yeah. How do you explain that? Huh. So then we make a, you know, a informed decision together, shared decision making to yeah. decide, hey, mm-hmm. are you willing to take the risk? If you are, hey, let's make sure you get your mam- mammograms, um, keep your cholesterol levels in a healthy range and, you know, try to mitigate some of those risks that Got might it. be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ro- robots not going to be administering Botox anytime <laughs> soon. You know what? They have one. They I legit don't doubt it. it. Yeah. I don't know how many oh. thousands of it is but it yeah they they do Many, have a I'm robot sure. i mean some yeah, ai stuff or yeah. that's the good thing with sandy and <laughs> our other injector uh, jenny is yeah. it warner warner yeah. warner yep um that's she's jenny's based in lander mm-hmm. and has also she's basically been trained by sandy mm-hmm. and she's very experienced in botox and fillers from a business standpoint those uh, modalities really make patients feel and look better mm-hmm. as a practice you don't have to invest a lot in order to do it mm-hmm. versus when you start getting uh, these different lasers you know uh, yeah. machines mm-hmm. then you're you're looking at quite oh, an yeah. investment yeah. and no um, and just the training alone on those things 100%. I imagine it, yeah most I, of the companies are good They're, yeah they, they provide great um, continuing education. But, you know, yeah, not only on the hormone side, but I will tell you, I've been doing Botox and fillers for the longest time, and it has changed tremendously. There's different techniques, different products. That, I, I tell people, I stress more over that than I do than I do just family practice or treating patients. Well, I see a new things. Botox yeah. or a new uh, yeah. uh, whatever you call it, and yeah. I, I got a hold of Vanessa yeah. Ray, and yeah. I was like, are you guys going to be offering this? And they're like, yeah. not until it's, like, yeah, proven we, and tested and sure all of that. Legit. Exactly. Exactly, and I, I appreciated yeah. that because, yeah. yeah. of course, yeah. as somebody who's a client and a consumer, yes. I see that, and I'm like, oh, I want the newest thing. Or is this supposed to be it's better? The power exactly. of marketing. Why, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And so we should. Um, what do you? Are you comfortable talking about the Avaclear? We should. I think we yeah. should mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Give us the lowdown yeah. on that. Yeah. So the Avaclear is a device we'll be getting hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, they actually hadn't back ordered it because it is it it's just flooding the market oh, and see. in high demand right now. So they're making them 
them fast and furious, but that is a treatment for acne. Um, you'll receive it three treatments um, over, I believe it's a three-month period, and uh, supposed to give results similar to Accutane, but without all the side effects. Oh, I was going to say, so, that stuff is yeah. rough. Toxic, yes, yeah. it is. There's, I mean, Accutane has its place. Right. I mean, it has helped some people, but it does, it's it's for the right, the you know, right individual that's tried several other treatment modalities that maybe have failed. Um, but the Abaclear is, you know, relatively um, pain-free experience. Mm. Um, the treatments don't take very long. And it'd be somebody, not just that breaks out occasionally, has a, a pimple here and there, but has tried other treatments and, you know, this device of, um, basically will treat the, the pores, will have sustained results. And then mm-hmm. after that, they recommend a treatment like every year. That would be a great graduation present. Yes. Yeah, I mean, oh, especially yes. for young people, yes. you know, that have um, significant acne yeah. and just the psychosocial yes. kind yeah, of stress. Sure. Just the stress it, it, yeah. it causes them. And to have something yeah. where we can be like, in just a few months, yeah. we can really make a difference and before scarring occurs because that's we deal with we deal with scars all the time acne scars people will come in and say okay what can you do with this mm-hmm. and we have some devices that do mm-hmm. help with that so it's kind of a twofold thing we can treat the acne then if they do have the scarring we have a microneedling with wow. radio frequency device that helps that really? as well yeah interesting yeah well, i'm sure you'll post on the facebook yes. when the acu what's it called avaclear avaclear, avaclear yep. comes and we'll in we'll have special financing for that too cool right, kind of like when yeah. parents have to pay for braces you can <laughs> i think it on the yeah card and, that's yep, so great Especially yeah, if you have a grad coming, yes. you know, like, and oh, then yeah. they're going off sure. to college. It might yeah. be a great uh, present, too. One of our popular ones is laser hair removal. Okay. Um, women and men both alike are coming in to have that hair reduced. And it's permanent. It's a permanent hair reduction. Oh, Usually they really? say around 70% hair reduction. Hmm. Some people get close to 90 or 100. But we I got it years ago, yeah. and I yeah. still, and I only had two yeah. treatments, not the three. Yeah. And I still have tons of hair loss. So, exactly. Yeah. Where do men do it? Um, <laughs> We've actually had yeah, men do it like, on their scalp. Like tell. I had a guy yeah, I, do it around his. We've had the scalp. We've had the back. Oh yeah, sometimes the back, the face and neck. I had a guy that was continually breaking out, had folliculitis or inflammation oh, okay. around the like hair ingrown follicles. Hair, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. Oh, okay. So okay. that makes total sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Speaking of hair, yep. we mm-hmm. also yes. have developed a new product, okay. and this is something um, I'm working. I've worked with a compounding pharmacy on for male pattern baldness or androgenic alopecia. So I obviously have androgenic alopecia. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a beautiful shaped head. So it's yeah, not it is. It's great. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but I have an old. I have an older brother with a full head of hair, younger brother with a full head of hair. So it's completely genetic. And yeah. there's probably you know eight, ten genes, whatever. And I probably got nine of them. <laughs> and my brothers probably have two. And so androgenic alopecia is not from testosterone. It's from a metabolite of testosterone called DHT or dihydrotestosterone. The enzyme that converts testosterone testosterone to DHT is called alpha reductase and the type that's in your skull is called in your scalp is called type 1 alpha reductase and there's a medication called dutasteride and so we have a compounding pharmacy that makes Rogaine which we know promotes hair growth mm-hmm. with dutasteride mm-hmm. so just topical Oh, and then okay. we combine that, we recommend people get what's called Nizarel shampoo, which contains an antifungal agent called ketoconazole, which also blocks DHT. Mm-hmm. And then also mm-hmm. we can talk about the benefits of actually taking a low-dose oral dutasteride mm-hmm. as well as oral minoxidil. So minoxidil is Rogaine. Yeah. And okay. so the way Rogaine was developed is they were using minoxidil 
orally okay. and noticing all these patients for were growing pressure. hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they made it, converted it to a, a topical. <laughs> that's how it works. They converted yeah. it to a topical solution. So, kind of a multi-modality where I'm, I feel comfortable telling young men, whether they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. if you're committed to this and you're consistent with it because it's not something that happens in a month. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in six months and a year, mm-hmm. you'll have more hair than you have now. Mm-hmm. And we can just do that even with just a phone consult. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. patients don't have to come in the office and we just talk to them on the phone, get a medical history, send in the prescription, and it's delivered straight to their house. Oh, wow. So, that's easy yeah, and so convenient. that's something I, I'm, I'm going to make a couple of videos on it to put on Facebook. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah we'll spread yeah. it for sure. Yeah. 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 We have some women as well that are concerned with hair loss and we have the Nutrafol vitamins and then also we'll do the topical uh, compounded prescription like Dr. Lohm just Great. mentioned that have a little bit of the finasteride and a little bit of a tretinoin to help reduce inflammation. Yeah, and, yeah anti-inflammatory. Yeah. 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 So for the after hours event yeah. that Vanessa Ray is going to be hosting uh, in conjunction with the Lander Chamber of Commerce's right. business after hours, what's going to be happening there? Yeah, let us know. What can people? What can people? There's always learn a snack, about, I'm um, sure. Yeah, come down for a snack and a drink, and then um, anything you want to know about our services and hormones. Um, all of the providers will be there. So Dr. Lohan, myself, uh, Jenny, in terms of fillers, and the nice thing we have, we, we hit a gold mine with Jenny because she's an esthetician as well as a nurse. So uh, she, she's kind of a jack of all trades too. Neat. So Very yeah. meticulous yes. and conscientious yes. and uh, yeah. does a fantastic job. Yeah, so I still will go to Sandy. We'll probably do some, demos. Are we do some demos of stuff? Well, they're going to do a demo on the Diamond Glow and oh, that's a special it's my favorite. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, a, it's wonderful. It extracts, it exfoliates and then it infuses a, a serum back into mm. your skin. Gives you a nice glow. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the end, yeah. don't isn't there a little container yep. where all the dead yep. stuff from it's your face is collected? It's disgusting. Yep, you'll get to people. Yep, yep, you'll get to see what I comes consider, like, face. I call it the face vacuum. Yeah, it is. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Uh, face but that, yep. that is such a good Mother's Day gift. Oh, yeah. Like, get your, get your mother yep. a facial with a diamond glow. Yeah, it's the number one bestseller. Yeah. It really okay. is, yeah. the diamond glow. In both yeah. in both of your in locations? Both, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to, sometimes when you call to get an appointment, you've got to wait a bit because uh, yeah. there are well, a lot we, of people. Well, we keep it in Lander for two yeah. weeks, and then right. we move it to, and we're probably at the point where we're just going to get one at both because patients really do love okay. it. You know, these devices are a little expensive. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. I don't even want to know. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Any laser, yeah. anything like it's, that is just... Yeah. And it's great that you're investing, though, in your business, in yeah. the community, oh, sure. and not just talking about overall beauty, but overall wellness. And that's something right. we Absolutely. learned today with Vanessa Ray, with Dr. Loham right. and Sandy, yeah. locations in Riverton and Lander, is that it's really about the overall health of the person right. staying active and exercising. I loved hearing that there's many times where you get on conversations, interviews, podcasts, with people who are on the med spa industry and it is all about how big can this get how mm-hmm. good can you look yeah. when it's more about how you feel yes. yeah, and uh, yeah. you know that's that's the most important thing so one one point of clarification the business after hours will be at the lander location yes, correct so that's at 195 capitol avenue here in lander and that will be 5 30 to 7 thursday may mm-hmm. 18th Come on out and, and see what Vanessa Ray has to offer. Yeah. Absolutely. Who decorated your guys' uh, two offices? Because I love them. Riverton and Lander both are just great. Well, the, they do they, they do look good. But yeah. I was just at my office yesterday and the outside, because we had huge snow drifts mm. in the shade, mm-hmm. I oh, had sure. to shovel the snow onto the driveway so it could melt. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking around and I'm like, boy, I got a lot of work. Yeah. I got Some a lot yard of work, work to do before yeah. the 18th. Oh, Remember we were talking about yeah. that resistance training? Yeah. I was yeah. like, there yeah. you go. There you go. Get 
Get a rake. Actually, kudos to Dr. Loham's wife, Lisa. She helps tremendously. She does all, she does the behind the scenes work for us, and we couldn't survive without her. So, but she does. Yeah, she's kind of the coordinator of everything. Lisa's great. um, Yeah. It was yeah, a combination. Awesome. It was a combination um, in terms of the Riverton office. We yeah, the, the house is like that one up a little bit yeah. more because <laughs> cool. it wasn't a, a surgical office. No, so, yeah. But what, what's interesting about the um, <laughs> Riverton <laughs> office is it's a, a Sears home. Yeah. Oh, so really? Like one oh, of the cool. houses yeah. that came on that's on awesome. a rail car. Yeah, yeah sure. Is, oh, yeah, back in the day. With yeah. an instruction book, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. they did yeah. it. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a cool-looking house, yeah. though. Yeah, I love it. Those were, those were famous. Well, it, yeah. for some reason, you have questions about weight loss, hormone <laughs> optimization, or hormone therapy. If you've got a question about fillers, I always get asked, when is the when should I start getting fillers? And I never know that answer, Sandy. Wait, you probably get asked yes. that all the time. Yeah, actually, I do. And in terms of like Botox, you can start, you know, in your 20s. You know, when I started this in the 2008, you wouldn't inject anybody in their 20s. They didn't have, you know, deep enough lines. And now it's so preventive that Hmm. if you're noticing some lines forming when you're smiling or between your eyes, you can definitely prevent that from getting worse. It's going to be amazing. Those people, when they turn, you know, 50, 60, they're going to look amazing. And then in terms of fillers, um, the, the millennial population tended, the lips are the number one area they want filled. Um, next to that, most people will start noticing smile lines, usually in your 30s. Um, everybody has smile lines. The key is not to, you know, dissipate those and make them not be yeah. there, but just to soften them. So, you know, you can start in your 30s. And cheeks, oftentimes you can start in your 30s as well. That's always my thing. Yeah. And your thir- when you turn 30, that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Happy birthday to me. I have yeah. a birthday month, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As we all <laughs> should yeah definitely all right sandy dr loham it was a pleasure having you and yeah, we can't you so wait much. to yeah. you yes, thank, thank you, you for being yeah. here yeah. have you back Our and pleasure. see you for the party awesome. all right thank you Sounds so much good. both of you next time live botox live botox next time. Uh-huh. <laughs>